0: Orbital Gardens, this is Mission Control. We are confirming acquisition of your signal. You are live in 5, 4, 3, 2... Hello and welcome to episode 41 of Gardeners of the Galaxy, the podcast for all of the sentient beings in the universe who have a passion for plants. I'm Emma the Space Gardener and I will be your host as we explore gardening on Earth and beyond. Brian and I have just finished replacing the raised beds in our vegetable garden. We have 12 beds and initially built them out of timber, but after several years in use the wood was rotting and the beds were becoming unstable. Last year we started the process of emptying and dismantling each one to replace them with new beds made of galvanised metal. It's been hard work, and taken a bit longer than we had hoped due to some bad weather over the winter, but we've got all of the new beds ready for the start of the growing season here in the UK. Ryan's next job is to reconnect all of the irrigation piping. Over the last few years, he's been gradually putting an irrigation system into each raised bed to cut down on the amount of time I have to spend watering. It's not that I mind watering my plants, just that I wilt as quickly in hot weather as they do. Watering plants here on Earth might be hard work, but at least we can rely on gravity to help. We pour water and it flows down, onto and into the soil, where the plant roots can suck it up. In microgravity, it's a completely different story. Researchers are currently investigating how best to keep plants watered and fed in orbit, and today I'm going to be talking about the Veggie Ponds experiments. Before I get to that though, I'd like to give a big shout out to my patrons who support the show with monthly contributions that really do make a difference. From just a pound a month, you can join our community of space gardeners and help me keep the astrobotany anecdotes flowing. Visit patreon.com forward slash gardeners of the galaxy for more details. In April 2014, NASA launched the first veggie-growing unit to the International Space Station, and in June that year, astronaut Steve Swanson harvested the first space crop of outrageous lettuce. That lettuce was returned to Earth for analysis, and it was Scott Kelly, Chell Lingram, and Kamiya Yui that ate the first space lettuce grown in veggie in August 2015. A second unit was launched in April 2017, and the two units were first used together in February 2018. Since Veggie first arrived on the space station, astronauts have used it to grow and eat several other crops. Tokyo Bacana cabbage, Mitsuna, Waldman's green lettuce, red Russian kale, Dragoon lettuce, wasabi mustard, extra dwarf pak choi and Amara mustard. And Veggie has been used for several experiments not intended for human consumption, including Scott Kelly's incredible zinnias. Veggie was designed to be a simple, low-power growing system using just 70 watts to power its lights, fans and electronics. Veggie is quite low-tech, relying on the fans to circulate the ISS atmosphere around the plants, rather than being an airtight system. It has a concertina surround which can expand with the plants, but the astronauts have to water plants with a syringe. The plants themselves grow from seeds glued onto wicks on the ground in plant pillows, filled with an inert, growing medium and slow-release fertilizer. Veggie has been used as a testbed for various different space gardening techniques, including the development of seed films that could allow astronauts to sow seeds themselves. Later this year we'll see Crew 4 replace the original Veggie base plate with X-ROOTS, a new unit that will test growing plants using hydroponic and aeroponic techniques. Earlier this year, Kayla Barron and Rajachari from Crew 3 ran the latest in a series of experiments called Veggie Ponds, a Tupperware-based system under development to improve water and nutrient delivery for plants in veggie. PONS stands for Passive Orbital Nutrient Delivery System. Although the plant pillows work well for small salad plants, larger plants and fruiting crops such as tomatoes will need a larger root volume and better water distribution and oxygen exchange in the root zone. Each individual ponds module has a freestanding reservoir holding 400 ml or around 13 and ounces of water which the plant can draw on as needed. It should cut down on the amount of time astronauts need to spend watering. Small plants should need a top up just once a week while a more water intensive crop may need refilling every couple of days. Each of the veggie growing systems can hold 6 ponds modules at a time. Like the plant pillows the ponds units are filled with the arcelite growing medium made from baked clay. One of the factors that the PONDS experiments are exploring is how the grain size of the medium affects plant growth. Another major topic for investigation is to collect data on the levels of microbes on plants grown in ponds. With the initial crops grown in plant pillows, the ISS crew could only eat the harvest after sanitising it with antimicrobial wipes. Ground tests later confirmed that the plants grown in the veggie pillows have very low microbe levels, which is why we now see the astronauts eating them without sanitising them first. Just like the ploughed pillows, the ponds units are designed to be single-use, which should reduce the chances of microbial contamination. The original idea for ponds came from Howard Levine, Chief Scientist of NASA's Utilisation and Life Sciences Office at the Kennedy Space Centre in 2017. Howard Levine and his team at NASA developed the prototype using commercially available parts. At the time, NASA was evaluating several designs, and they partnered with Tupperware to develop the ponds concept. David Kasuma is Tupperware's Vice President of Research and Development. He described the original PONS prototype as being made out of many pieces you would find in a hardware store, like PVC pipe connected together using screw threads. The idea behind working with Tupperware is that the company has expertise in food-safe plastic technology that won't leach toxins, and understands how to mould those materials for a particular application. Designer Mike Wiggins described the challenges encountered with the original plant pillows. Firstly, astronauts had to water each plant individually, as water wasn't evenly dispersed between the pillows. Secondly, the bags were pliable, and handling them tended to crush the plant roots. Thirdly, the capillary mesh within the bags, used to help get the water where it's needed, tended to clog over time. He says that only 40% of the pillows successfully grew plants, which is not cost-effective when it is so expensive to launch mass into space. Mike also refers to veggie as the vegetation enclosure to gestate and grow interplanetary edibles, which is an explanation for the acronym that I hadn't heard before. Even though the folks at Tupperware are experts when it comes to keeping liquids contained here on Earth, for ponds they work with the plant specialists at NASA and outside consultants to perfect the design. We met one of those consultants in episode 29, Mark Weislogel, referred to in one article as a zero-gravity-obsessed materials engineer from Portland State University. David Kosuma said the big challenge from an engineering point of view is how to get water where you need it to be. Unlike on Earth, where if you pour water into a potted plant, you know everything will follow a natural order, in space, water just wants to go everywhere. The ponds modules are described as passive because they do not use any additional energy. Instead, they rely on natural forces to control water flow fluid dynamics. The pond's design uses generous curved surfaces instead of sharp inner corners where water tends to want to cling. It also makes use of materials that wick water from the reservoir to the root cylinder where the plant is grown. The device has a compression moulded silicone gasket which makes ponds watertight. It was also made compatible with existing ISS equipment like hoses to refill the water reservoir. Once the new prototype was complete, Tupperware designed injection moulds and simplified the design into just five main moulded pieces. Kusuma explained that while things for space tend to be almost handmade, crafted one at a time, NASA can now effectively mass-produce PONS modules. That means the PONS units are less expensive to produce. PONS tested well on the ground, but would it work in microgravity? It was time for an on-orbit test. The first Veggie Pons flight experiment took place in April and May 2018, growing the outrageous red romaine lettuce that has been so successful in the original veggie plant pillows. Each veggie unit can hold six Ponds modules, but Pondo 01 involved seven. Four were black opaque modules, while two were shrouded modules with a clear window and a removable cover to allow astronauts to observe root growth. The final module was transparent and did not contain a plant. It was used to observe how water moved around the reservoir in space. The result of this first experiment was that the pond's modules were overwatered, providing too much water to the lettuce seeds. Back on the ground, Howard Levine said that the team took a step back, evaluated different aspects of the design, and together with fluid experts from NASA came up with three alternative designs, each of which had a number of components they wanted to test in space. For David Kusuma, the focus of PONS2 was to allow less water to flow. And so the second on-orbit tech demo, VegPONS02, took place in April and May 2019, growing Outrageous Lettuce and Mitsuna. It tested three new ponds designs, with four of each kind. With 12 ponds in total, it filled both veggie systems. This time, six of the modules were clear to allow astronauts to observe the water flow. But although everything germinated, the seeds were too dry. Dave Reed is Florida operations director for Techshot Inc., another company involved in the ponds project. He said, "Ponds has kind of become the story of Goldilocks. The first time we tested microgravity, too much water was delivered to the seeds. The second time, too little water, and the third time we hope is going to be just right. So would the third time be the charm for veggie ponds?" For Veg Ponds 03, six of the Ponds units used design changes developed by Howard Levine and his team at NASA, while TechShot and Tupperware made changes to the other six. NASA's modifications included using larger and wider wicks for the plant seeds and blocks of a material that has been used to grow plants in space many times, Oasis foam, near the wicks at the top to draw excess water away from the sprouting seeds. Meanwhile, Techshot and Tupperware tried using narrower, skinnier wicks made of a different material to hold the plant seeds in place. They also added in sponges treated to repel water to the design as oxygen reservoirs. A structure at the top of the units is designed to hold the sponges flat against the top surface to provide oxygen to the plant's roots. And they ran a piece of that same sponge down the length of the water reservoir all the way to the bottom to ensure the plant roots have access to enough air. The 12 new PONS modules launched the ISS on SpaceX CRS20 in March 2020. The experiment, growing both outrageous lettuce and mitsuna, took place in March and April that year. But water isn't the only factor in successful plant growth, and this time something else went wrong. According to David Kusuma, the plants grown in ponds were stunted or smaller than they should have been. NASA said that the seeds were over-irradiated during the processing necessary to ensure no bacteria or pathogens enter the ISS. So Pons O3 had to run again, and we saw Pons O3R launched in December 2021. That's the Pons experiment we saw running earlier this year. And in February, we were treated to an image of NASA astronaut Mark VanderHey harvesting plants from the Veggie Pons for analysis on Earth. This flight test of Pons successfully met some of its performance objectives, but not all of them. Being able to inject water into the ponds units by using the root cylinder quick disconnects resulted in 89% germination rate by day 8. Tests of the germination caps were largely successful. Harvesting of plants and root cylinders also went well, with no water escaping from the ponds units when root cylinders were lifted out. Contamination by microbes in the area of the plants known as the shoot zone was minimal. NASA's conclusion is that while this spaceflight test shows that the pond's plant growth platform still has some challenges to overcome, it has the potential for future development to help solve the problem of water delivery to plant roots in space. So it sounds like the space gardeners of the future might be growing their crops in ponds, but we're not there yet. In the meantime, hopefully it won't be much longer now before we get to see Veggie in action with the X Roots add-on. That's it for this episode. Thanks again to my patrons for supporting the show. And don't forget you can sign up to the Gardeners of the Galaxy newsletter for new episode alerts and bonus astrobotany content. I'll put that link in the show notes for you, which you can find on my website at theunconventionalgardener.com. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Orbital Gardens, this is Mission Control, confirming termination of your signal. The technicians have asked me to pass on that they are pleased with the results of your latest flower experiment. They say everything is coming up roses.